Hi, this is Shannon from SIS, the number four, teachers.org. I'm so happy that you joined me this month for our blog. It's really hard to believe that we're nearing the end of the school year, whether you get out in May or June. It has certainly been yet another year that was like no other. Many of us were back in full days in-person instruction with our students, and I realize that students are so much better in classrooms than they are at staring at screens for virtual instruction. Of course, we've had bumps in the road as we navigate going back to in-person instruction. One of the biggest things I notice is that we have to think about how many full years of student school years our students have actually had. If you teach second grade, this was probably your first full year for the students as the kindergartners and first graders that are now second graders certainly did not have those normal years. Certainly our fifth grade students also have a large gap since they didn't get the kind of instruction we would have liked to in their third and fourth grade year. But I've definitely seen the profound effects of gaps in learning as I'm in early childhood classrooms before the window closes. I always talk about how the early intervention window closes at the end of third grade, which means if you're able to shore up a student's reading skills or help them develop numeracy or number skills before then, those foundational skills will stick with them as they grow. This That doesn't mean though that students in fourth and fifth grade or even in their third grade year can't grasp those concepts, it just takes much longer at that point to make the same amount of growth. In fact, of the staggering amount of learning loss, I hear some conversation about just sweeping it under the rug and continue teaching on. It's such a struggle for educators. So many of our classroom teachers that I talk to have said something like 18 out of their 24 students in their class are on reading plans and literacy, which has never been lower than expected when coming back this year. But I've also looked on the math side and our students are just low if not lower. Obviously, we can't sit on our math class to make it that 100% accuracy happens for all of our students in every area. We do have to move on, but why can't we have students on differentiated levels to meet where they are to address some of the learning loss, just like we do in reading? Targeting numeracy skills. As I work with students, I've seen a lack in numeracy skills is profoundly affecting their number sense, right? Because they're all connected. This is really a key component that needs to be addressed in our conversations as educators. I've noticed that students with conservation to five, 10, or 20 are not real strong. I see many first graders really relying on the pound and count on method by putting the larger number in their head and then counting on, on their fingers. Sadly, I also see second graders that only know how to count on. One of the students I was talking to, I gave them the problem 27 plus 32. They looked at their hundreds chart on their name tag and started counting at 27 and counted on 32. We talked about why this strategy might not be most efficient and that students actually sometimes land on the wrong number but have no idea whether or not they're even close because they're using absolutely no number sense. In this blog, I want to focus on peeling back the layers to see where our students are struggling. We've taken 
many of our Molding Math Mindset schools on this same journey of looking back to see what students know before we move on. Do they have conservation to five vertically, horizontally, in a dice arrangement? Do they have conservation to 10? Have we done a good job at looking part-part total to connect it to the 10 frame? Can they see if the linear counting buddy or a wreck and wreck? Are they able to have conservation to 20, not just look on the surface, but in depth? Can they instantly recognize numbers on a double 10 frame? A linear counting buddy senior and a wreck and wreck? Students need hundreds and hundreds of experiences with numbers on these different levels to really understand them. But I've noticed that we tend to just check the box and then we skip over it and we try adding and learning DC for example. Instead, I'm advocating for us to take a close look at the layers between to make sure students really have a solid foundation of number sense. Conservation to five. This is not just flashing and subitizing. How many do you see? Okay, cool, let's move on. It has to be how many do you see and how do you know? If a student can recognize there's four on a five frame, great, but we are missing a valuable opportunity if we don't also talk about the idea and the principles of part part total, number bonds, and other pieces that help students to have number sense. If they say, I know that two and two makes four, build it with them. Put red counters and two yellow counters so they're able to see it on the table with the two parts showing four. Get out a number bond. Write the number four at the top and two and two on the spokes so students can see that it's made up of two parts. If you need a number bond template, you can download from one from our website. You also should order these three section buffet plates from Amazon that work awesome. Make it physical by clapping with one side of your body saying two and then clapping on the other side of your body and saying two and then clasping your hands together to be able to put it together to say four. Repetitive over and over maybe. But when students are learning conservation to five, it's very important not just to fly through supervising. Tell me how many you see. We want kids to be able to understand the concept a little bit deeper. So in the first layer of conservation five, we want to spend good time on part part total. Our deco dot games provide a lot of great opportunities to provide practice with conservation to five and part part total pull out just the five frame cards and have students see if they can see a card and just talk about it. Play the deco dot dual game with five frame frames, same less more, or even deco dot difference. The five frame shake game on our website is also another all time favorite that helps students get additional practice in this area. Let's move into conservation to 10. At this point, we're flashing 10 frames, looking at the counting buddy, using one of the great tools on Dreambox. And if students are even being able to build it on their own 10 frame mats, we're going in the right direction. We're asking questions like, how many do you see? What's one more? What's one less? How do you know? But are we spending quality time in this layer looking at part part total? I would say this is one of the most critical areas that I'm seeing learning loss in schools. Kids might be able to memorize the five frame and even transfer their knowledge to the top row of the rec and rec or even accounting buddy junior, but they aren't fully understanding part part total. This is why I created our 
new part-part total cards which are designed to help students slow down and really examine the 10 frame that they're really becoming familiar with. Typically, we have a missing add-in part-part total cards where I show four on the dice and three on the dice and I'm hoping that you say seven but as I'm working with students I realize that students were really just nose counting on with their fingers they really didn't understand the concept our beginner part-part total missing add-in cards clearly we need to take a step back and back it up a little bit with this layer with what we call our beginner level of part-part total cards. These cards are actually designed with a total, but the 10 frames are the parts. So let's say you're working on nine, but one 10 frame the student sees, sees five red counters, and the other one they see four yellow counters. We can put a question mark in the card over and kind of over the nine so that they can see it. We flash it to students, can they see the two 10 frames and instantaneously tell you it's nine? We're expanding on what we've been doing with subitizing and helping students see that it's important to get the visual imprint in our brain of those parts and the total. Now, can students do it with seven? Can they see on one 10 frame? maybe a color of three and another and visualize the four and the beads pushing together? Can they tell you they ended up with five on the top and two on the bottom to even make seven? I absolutely love using this set of cards with our students because it really gives them an understanding of how to see the part-part total pieces. The cards show all different kinds of configurations that the students can visualize moving over counters to see the 10 frame, what it would look like with it being filled with the two parts. That's really the essence of what we want here is we're talking about conservation to 10. These cards are free for our Molding Math Mindset members, of course, or they're available for purchase and instant download in our store. Get them this summer so you can print them, laminate them, cut them out and have them ready for next year. I promise they're going to be a great tool. We also take these cards a step further and use them for not just part-part total, but also for missing add-in. This is another important piece as we develop conservation to 10. Let's go back to that example of nine, a card where a student sees the digit nine and five red frames, five red and four yellow. Now, can I take the question mark and really move it on top of the five this time and ask a statement like, I wish I had five, but I only have this many, which is the four yellow. How many do you think I need? Can students use their understanding of conservation process in the reverse? Can they think, I have nine, I can see four, so the other part must have five? Notice in this level, I will not give students the algorithm 5 plus box equals 9 because 99% of the first graders will count on their fingers or put dots under that cute little box and they'll go back and simultaneously count 1, 2, 3, 4 and put it in the box. That is a procedure that students at this level are not ready for. These cards would be a great station and all really if you had them all set up and printed and laminated and cut. There's lots of question mark cards included. The, those will really, of course, go missing. You also might find that you want to break the pack up for students to use different sets of them working on different totals. The cards could be used with intervention. This could be 
work with special education students, you could work with students in first grade, and many students in second grade might still not have this process down. Now let's move into the beginner set of the number bond cards. Now once students have an idea of the part part total, we experimented a lot this year to see if that was good enough. Could students now go into Conservation to 10 and understand it? I decided I wanted to add another layer to solidify this concept. I wondered if they could look at a number bond structure and see if they were looking at the part part total or the total and the part with the missing part enter my new number bonds. <laughs> so I'm super excited to be able to use these in schools. Just like the part part total cards, these number bond cards have a digit for the total and then 10 frames on the spokes. So students might see a total of eight, but in one spoke they're going to see two red counters on a 10 frame and on the other side they're going to see six yellow counters on a 10 frame which will look familiar from the part part total cards they've been using. In these number bond cards, they're always going to be a missing number in it because they're actually, so maybe it's actually a digit that's going to go in the place for the missing spot. You'll have two red counters in one 10 frame on a spoke and six yellow counters on the other spoke. Then students need to figure out what the total is of those two parts. We could also reverse this process and show students eight at the top, but they're only going to see one spoke with two yellow counters in a 10 frame. Can the students figure out what would be the hidden piece? So sort of the idea of missing add-in. A lot of kids can visualize that 10 frame. They know, hey, we're looking for eight and there's five on the top and three at the bottom. So if two were gone, what would that be? They would be able to answer six because they're visually seeing it in their head. Both of these new sets of cards can be used as a take-home too. They would be really make a great topic for a parent night. You could also take them home, send them home so parents could work on stu with students to kind of practice at home. Obviously, once students get some of these concepts, we can move into regular number bond cards with digits. We have a physical set of number bond cards on our website that's more of a hard good that you might have four or five of them in your mass salad bar. You also could get our digital number bond set and download for home or school where students would be able to cut out their own set. Be mindful of these sets of, of, because they're looking at digits, not quantity. So if you find a student that's struggling with the number bonds containing the digits or numbers by using their fingers, they're not instantaneously visualizing the part. So they might not be ready for that traditional set of number bond cards. Just step back to the beginning number bond cards and back to the part part total cards until they've mastered those. Advanced part part total missing added cards. As I said before many times, students need hundreds of experiences with these numbers in multiple modalities. Once students have mastered our beginning number bond set, moving on to the advanced set, they might want to look at part part total in a dice or domino pattern instead of the 10 frame. These cards are similar to our understanding combination and missing part screeners, if you're familiar with it, but these ones are all organized in dice and domino patterns. Student might see six as three and three. They recognize the double as the total six, but they're seeing the threes now in a diagonal line like a dice they might be familiar with. If the cards had 
6 with 4 and 2, both in a dice pattern, you could cover up the 6, flash the card, and ask how many do you see. You know that students then are pausing and staring at the card and actually nose counting those instead of really understanding the idea of part-part total. Again, if a student is struggling with these cards, just go back a layer to the part-part total cards with 10 frames and give students more practice there before they try the dice patterns again. You also can use the advanced level of missing parts by putting the question mark over the part over one of the parts, showing the student the number and asking if they can figure out the other part. If they know that we need six as our total and we covered the four, how many are under the question mark? And you could take this further by helping students understand higher levels by looking at a blank number bond. Students will also do things like looking at a blank number bond, get out a three section plate and write out the number bond and make the number bond connection with a template. Conservation to 20. We've done a lot of work with conservation to 10. It is now maybe time to move on to conservation to 20. Or is it? My answer to that question might be no. We might want to work on conservation to 20 concepts in our numeracy talks. In kindergarten, we obviously are working on teen numbers, but let's hold on a second. Let's not move students into subitizing a double 10 frame and getting them to memorize the wreck and wreck. Do some of these things first, but we really want students to be able to understand conservation to 10 a step further. So I mean, it's okay to go ahead and do conservation to 10 things, but first we might want to take a look at these things. DC's number bond phrase. With another new product, DC's number bond race is ready to go. Everyone loves DC. In fact, everyone we've talked about in the blog has really been about DC doing different things such as the five frame shake. We take a five frame using DC's mallet to decompose the two parts. The same thing happens when we are looking at these parts of 10. When I flash the nine on the 10 frame and the student says they see five at the top and four on the bottom, they know it's DC hammering and breaking apart the numbers. So what's a better way to continue to practice that than having fun with the DC game? DC's number bound race is focused on missing add-in. We'll have an eight on the top and a five on the side. Students in digit or numbers then have to fill in the other spoke of the number bond. However, I do have a small disclaimer. If you've seen me present or listen to any of my blogs, you know that I do not believe faster is smarter. So do not put a big timer on the smart board for DC's number bond race and see how fast your students can do it. That's not the point. We just want them to feel more comfortable with their number bond. Members, you can download this new game for free on our membership website, but it also is available in our store. There's one more product that you might have already have in your classroom that is a companion to the DC number bond race, which is the two out of three race. If you've never played it, we have a great video that explains the whole game. But here I want to point out the difference between these two two games that we're talking about with conservation to 10 and part part total. The two out of three race gives students a target number at the top of the page and the number has sets of three numbers going down the page. 
if you're looking, let's say, for seven, and there's three numbers, a five, a three, and a two, students would circle the five and the two, which makes seven. This is great for part part total. DC's number bond race focuses on missing add-in concepts like the number, a number bond dash or similar game. Students would have seven on the top of their number bond and see that one part has five. So they would have to write out the other part, which would be two. Give them time. The conservation of 10 layer is steep. Students need more time to understand all the facets of it, especially if we want them to be able to do DC's strategy of decomposing numbers to make a 10 later. We've already seen massive growth with our M3 schools by targeting conservation to 10 this year in this way. We've accomplished much, but there's still a lot of work to do. Remember, our K3 students have experienced significant learning loss, but we are in the window to be able to create more than a year's growth in a year's time. This concept is vitally important to solidify by the end of third grade. At the school, as the school year winds down, I want you to think of these super simple things that we can implement in kinder, first, or second grade, or even with third graders that still don't have, have a handle on conservation at 10. I hope these new products will help you in your efforts to rebuild the foundation that crumbled over the last few years. I would also love to hear how things are going and what you're seeing in your classroom of learning loss. Shoot me a message or find me on social media. Let me know how you've seen the layers affect your students and how you've been working to set them up for success. Next time, we'll take the topic a bit further and take a look at conservation to 20 and then connect that to a universal skill that we want students to eventually learn, which is the DC strategy, which is making a friendly 10 decade. Thanks so much for joining me. I really hope that you found the information useful and adding it to your bank of all the things that you understand about numeracy as it transfers into number sense.